This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. And what an incredible story. Christmas, this the story of shepherds and angels and wise men. And, and as we look back on the story, it's easy to, to have a sense of awe and wonder as we take it all in. And yet for those who first experienced Christmas, it was anything but fun and games. For them, it was something that totally disrupted their lives and challenged how they were living and what their expectations were of what God was doing in their lives. And for some, there was even a sense of disappointment as the story began to unfold. We're going to see this in the life of Joseph as we take a look at his story today. I don't know if you've ever experienced that sense of disappointment, but I've had disappointment when it comes to Christmas and my expectations and hopes and dreams. Years and years ago, as Christmas was coming up, I I told all of my family, hey, there's just one thing I want, one thing I want for Christmas this year, and it's a brand new Xbox. and so I said, don't buy me anything else, no gifts, whatever. If you could just maybe like pool your resources or, or give me the money and then I could go and get it myself. But that, that's really all I want for Christmas. And, and so word on the street kind of got back to me that there was a, someone in our family that was really excited to want to give me this as a Christmas present. And, and so I was all but sure it was coming and I was so excited. I, I felt like Ralphie from uh, A Christmas Story, just waiting for his, his pellet gun. And I was so excited on that Christmas and our family gathers around the tree and there's presents and I'm just trying to size them all up, which one's the, the gift that's mine. And we get done with opening all the presents. No Xbox. And I was so disappointed. And, and I actually kind of got a little bit of sour spirit. Like that kind of just turned a little bah humbuggish than the rest of that day. And I was just kind of giving myself a pity party and, and not having a good time and I'd love to tell you that this happened when I was a kid. This was like when I was like 30-something-year-old, <laughs> like a pathetic man-child at that point. And, and you know what? What I had done was I allowed my disappointments to cause me to miss out on Christmas, on the story that we were celebrating on that day. And man, It's easy to do that, isn't it? It's easy to, to, to miss out on Christmas, to, to miss out on the story that God is telling when we're experiencing disappointment with how the story is unfolding. And if there is ever a year where we're experiencing disappointment, it's, it's this year. I mean, 2020 has been one for the books. And, and I know for my life and our family's life, this has gone anywhere but how we thought. The story was going to unfold for us as we joined new life at the beginning of this year and so excited to take part in what God was doing. And and I know we're not alone in the feelings of disappointment this year. So many of you have struggled with the isolation that we're all in, the, the, the distancing, the challenges of this year, the economic struggles, whatever it is. There are so many reasons to be disappointed at this point in life because of what we're experiencing. And in a year like this, It's easy to let our disappointment derail us from experiencing what God is up to. It's easy to say, hey, God, this isn't what I wanted. This isn't how I was hoping things were going to unfold. I didn't sign up for this. I'm out. And I see it's easy in our disappointments to want to step back, 
or shut down or even give up. But if that's the tact we take, if that's what we do, then we can miss out on what God is up to. See, because God is up to something. Like even when we can't see it or even when how he's unfolding what he's doing is in a totally new way or different way than what we were expecting or what we were hoping for. And and if we're not careful, we can allow our disappointment to cause us to miss out on the story that God is telling. And see, Christmas is this incredible story. And Christmas is proof that God is up to something. I mean, Christmas is God fulfilling his promise of rescue to us. And we go to the, the beginning story in the opening pages of Genesis, and we see this good world that God created, and he puts us in the middle of it to just enjoy it in him in relationship with each other. And, and yet we see our first parents coming to a point in the story where they don't believe God. They don't trust God. They actually buy the lie of the deceiver and And they make this fatal choice that brings brokenness into the story. Brokenness and relationship with God and one another and just shatters the things of our world. And and yet we see God not abandoning us, but actually coming and and making a promise of rescue that that he'll send one who's going to crush the head of our deceiver and bring us into freedom and restore the brokenness of this world. And that's what Christmas is about. And we look at the Christmas story from where we sit and can see the bigger story. But again, for those living it for the first time, they couldn't see everything that was unfolding. The first Christmas for them was totally unexpected. I mean, Mary caught off guard being called to bring the Savior into the world through a miraculous conception. That's going to interrupt your life. Or Herod catching word that a new king was being born and feeling threatened because of his control issues and and rejecting the story and actually trying to kill this newborn king. And then what about Joseph? I mean, think about how it must have been for him when he hears the word that his fiance is pregnant and he knows he's not the dad. So this is what we see in this story unfolding. In in Matthew's account, in Matthew chapter 1, we read this. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage could take place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a, a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. So can you catch what's going on here? I mean, Joseph catches wind of his fiance's pregnant and he's like this isn't what I signed up for I mean talk about disappointment this isn't where I thought the story was going for Joseph this is definitely not his Christmas <laughs> he didn't sign up for this and, and yet we see that Joseph's a good guy like he's not wanting to disgrace her he just wants to not be a part of the story anymore so he's quietly trying to bow out of the story because he's not buying into it he's not buying into whatever it is that God may or may be, may be doing in the story and this isn't what he was hoping for. A pregnant fiance? He's not the dad? I mean, talk about experiencing disappointment. I mean, have you ever felt like that with life? Have you ever experienced disappointment because of how things have been unfolding in your story? And maybe you look around and you're thinking, God, what is this? I didn't sign up for this. This isn't how I thought it was going to go. And, and I think the question for us is, what, what do we do with that disappointment? 
because we could go the route Joseph's headed and, and try to quietly bow out of the story because it's not what we were wanting. Yet just because things don't always go how we were hoping doesn't mean that God's not up to something and something probably really good if God's in the story. And, and so here, here's a question I think we, we need to wrestle with whenever we're facing disappointments. Will we let God tell his story even if we don't like how the story is unfolding? See, because this is what jo- Joseph is having to wrestle with. And again, we see this in his story. It continues, Matthew 1, verse 20. It says that as he considered this, as Joseph considered ending the engagement quietly, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And again, we look at the story and think, how cool is that? But again, for Joseph, what do you do with this? I mean, now just beyond being disappointment, disappointed, you suddenly realize, God, you're the one causing all this? Like, God, I didn't want this. You're the one who's now messing with my life and the hopes and dreams that I had? I mean, this is definitely not what Joseph signed up for. And see, for Joseph... The Christmas story is going to totally disrupt his life. Because if he's going to embrace it, it's going to cost him. It's going to cost him in terms of his reputation to step into the story because not everyone's going to believe the story that's being told. And so for him, the word on the street's going to be like, oh, there's Joseph. There's that dupe that bought the story about a miracle baby. Yeah, good story, Joseph. See, it's going to cost him his reputation to stand with Mary and walk with her in the story. And it's going to cost him to step in the story. I mean, beyond just disappointment, this story is going to completely disrupt his life. And yet here's God inviting Joseph into the story because he's inviting him into something beyond his disappointment. It's as if God is saying, Joseph, I I know this isn't how you thought things were going to go. I know you were hoping for something else. But Joseph, I'm telling a story. And oh, it's a really good story. It's a story that's going to change the world forever. And Joseph, I've got a part for you to play in it. So will you step up and become a part of the story here? Or will you step back and miss out on the story I'm telling? See, that's what Joseph's having to figure out in this moment. And and we see in the story that he chooses to embrace the role God has for him. And so in Matthew 1, 24, we see that when Joseph woke up from this dream, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relations with her until the son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. And see, just because it doesn't go the way we were hoping, it doesn't mean that God's not up to something. And I think, like Joseph in our stories, it's, it's easy to feel disappointed when things don't go how we were hoping. But, 
but that doesn't mean that God's not up to something. That doesn't mean there's not a story he's telling and it's something so much bigger than what we were looking for. And it's usually something we don't always see at first, which is why it's easy to feel disappointed as God begins to tell his story in our lives. And what we do with that disappointment will determine how much of God's story we get to see play out in our lives. So because like Joseph, we've got to decide if we're going to embrace the story that God's telling. We've got to choose if we're going to step in and and play the part he has for us in the story he's unfolding in our lives and in the world around us. But the reality is to step into that story oftentimes will cost us. Oftentimes it'll have a price to step in and play our part. Because like Joseph, it cost him to step into that story. It cost him his reputation. It cost him livelihood, perhaps. When we see him and Mary traveling to go to Bethlehem, they're by themselves. Their family aren't with them. It's, very real, it's a very reality that, that maybe their family said, we're not going to support you because of how this is going down. And see, maybe for you, part of the, the challenge or the disappointment is you're, you're wrestling with, what is it going to cost me, God, to step into the story you're telling in my life? Like, cause maybe like Joseph, it will cost you your reputation to identify yourself with Jesus. Suddenly people are like, oh no, wait, you're one of them now? I always wrestle with the, the question when I'm meeting someone for the first time and they don't know who I am or the context that I'm in and they always say, hey, what do you do? And I'm like, oh man, how's it going to go when I answer this question? And I think part of why I wrestle with that is there are some people that have been seriously hurt by people like me who have hurt them and wronged them in some ways. And, and part of my wrestle with that, with, for that person is I, just, I would love to show them who Jesus is, to show them something other than what they've experienced, that, hey, I, I'm just a guy figuring out life, and yet I'm so grateful for Jesus and my story because he's doing something new in me, and, and I want to show you that beautiful thing he's doing even in all of my flaws and imperfections. I'm so sorry for how some people have represented him to you. But the reality is that it's probably going to cost us to identify ourselves with him in this world and in some of our relationships. So don't be surprised if it costs you to identify yourself with Jesus because not everyone will like him and not everyone will like you because of him. And that's part of the wrestle. Or it might cost you, like Joseph, it might cost you comfort to chase after the life that Jesus has for you, to to chase after what he's calling you into. Because oftentimes Jesus wants to call us beyond what's comfortable today, to step into this bigger story that he's unfolding in our lives. And so there will be times where Jesus will challenge us on what we're doing with all of our privileges and all of our stuff and, and how we're leveraging our lives and living for what matters because he wants to help us live for what matters most. Or Jesus is going to challenge us on whose kingdom we're ultimately building. Are we building our kingdom? Are we really investing our lives in God's kingdom? And Jesus will challenge us on that because he knows there's only one kingdom that's worth living for, one kingdom that will last forever, and he wants to invite us to step into that. And see, like Joseph, Jesus will disrupt our lives, and when that happens, it's really easy to let disappointment derail us. And it's easy to step back in our disappointment instead of trusting God and stepping into the story that he's telling, the bigger story that's unfolding around us. 
And see, because God is always telling his story and he's always inviting us to step into something so much bigger than what we can always see going on around us. And see, that's what God did with Joseph in his story. God invited him into the story because Joseph has a part to play in the story. And so God comes in a dream with his angel and tells Joseph to step into the story and Joseph embraces it regardless of the the cost of reputation it may have have meant for him. And and we see this story unfold in Matthew chapter 2 that that God was working in other parts of the story too and so some some magi, some wise men, some foreigners from outside were coming to see this new king whose star they had seen. And and as the story goes, they, they... talk to Herod about this. And we saw this last week as Ron was telling the story. Herod didn't buy it. He was threatened by it. He didn't want anything to do with it. So much to the point that Herod wants to kill all the young boys born in this time to try to eliminate Jesus, to kill the Savior. And yet Joseph is playing his part in the story. Matthew 2, 13. We're told that after the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up! Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said, and stay there until you return because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. And that night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. You see, God invited Joseph into the story because Joseph had a role to play. I love this about Joseph. Joseph saves the Savior at the very beginning of the story so we can have the hope of who Jesus will grow into and become and what he'll do for all of us. I mean, what if Joseph had said, I don't want any part of this? God would have found a way, but Joseph would have missed out on the part he would get to play. And God invites him into the story because he wants to do something good through Joseph and he has something good for Joseph to take part in. And it's the same thing in our lives, that God invites you and I into the story he's telling because we have a role to play. And there are people in your life who need you, who need you to embrace the story that God is telling because through your life, God wants to reach them and God wants to use you to bring good into their lives. So there are people in your family that that need you to embrace the story God wants to tell through your life. Listen, I get it. Parenting is hard. Marriaging is hard, which is why we need to say, God, help me live the story you want so I can be who you're calling me to be in those relationships around me. And I'm going to embrace it even when it costs me because I believe there's a good story you want to tell through my life. Or how about in in our work relationships or the places where we're, we're walking with other people? There's a story God's inviting you into. He's calling you to embrace it because through you, he wants to do good in this world. I just want to say a huge thank you in this moment to every single one of you who are showing up every single day and teaching our kids and youth in this time. My brother's a teacher. I know many of you in our church are teachers and I've gotten some chances to talk with you and I know how hard it is in this crazy COVID reality to do that. And yet, thank you for showing up. And I just want to encourage you, ask God to call you into the story. Show up because through you, he wants to do good in the lives of those kids and youth. Thank you for saying yes and being a part of that story. And every time we say yes, we get to see the story God wants to unfold in our lives. 
See, God calls you into the story so through your life, you can reveal Jesus to those who are in your life. And so what if? What if on the other side of disappointment is a story you are longing to live, which is why God's calling you to be a part of the story? See, this is something I've discovered in my own journey, and I'm still discovering it. It won't always go the way we're hoping, but that doesn't mean that God is not up to something, something really good. And God is always up to something because he's full of surprises. And when it doesn't go the way we were hoping, but we can step back and miss out or we can step in and become part of the story the story God's telling, the story God's been telling ever since the first Christmas. And it's a story that will always surprise us because this Christmas story grows and grows and this this baby, this Jesus, who's come to be our rescuer and to restore the broken things of this world, to bring us back into relationship with God, to, to restore God's good kingdom in this world. Well, it takes a surprising turn in the story because he grows up and gets himself killed. I mean, and talk about a disappointing moments and, and his followers, they were devastated. Like, Jesus, this isn't what we were hoping for. Except there was a story God was telling that was unfolding and in time they got to see it unfold because death wasn't the end of the story. Jesus defeats death. And see, they were hoping for a, a small little kingdom in Israel and Jesus was coming to restore God's good kingdom to to restore earth and heaven once again and to to rescue the lost and broken and bring us into new life with him through his resurrected life. And see, if you think Christmas is a surprising story, well, wait until Easter because now God's just showing off as he unveils his grand story of rescue and hope for the world. And when we step into that story, It will change our lives forever. When we step into that story, we become a part of something so much greater than we ever dreamed. Our lives become so much greater than we could have ever hoped for because we are playing our part in his story, his good story. And I love what Paul writes about this. Paul, one of the early Christian leaders who encounters Jesus and is called into the story and his life has changed forever and he can't wait, but share this good news with everyone he encounters. And so he writes about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. He says this. He says, We continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God, hidden before now in a mystery. And it is his secret plan, destined before the ages to bring us into glory. None of the rulers of this present world order understood it. For if they had, they would never have crucified the Lord of shining glory. The the world order that's so set up against God, the, the darkness in this world would never have killed Jesus if they'd understood the surprise God had that Jesus, through his death, was going to defeat death. He was going to defeat the darkness of this world and overthrow the present world order and through his resurrected life, bring us victory that leads us into new life. 
And so Paul goes on and he says, this is why the scriptures say, things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine, these are the many things God has in store for all his lovers. He is a God of surprises who is always up to something good. So what's what's the story God is inviting you into? What's the story he wants to tell through your life this year and in the new year? Listen, I know it's not always clear what he's doing, so don't let disappointment derail you from what he's doing in your life. Because what if? What if on the other side of that disappointment, is the life you are longing to live. So Father, we don't want to miss it. We don't want to miss the story you're telling. Thank you that through people like Joseph, we can see what happens when we say yes and we step into the story you're calling us into. And So would you meet us as we're seeking to chase after you? And would you encourage us as we wrestle with the disappointments when things don't go the way we were planning? And would you... Help us see how big you are and how good you are. That there's a good story you're telling and it's for our good, but it's also for the good you want to tell through our lives and the lives of others. And so help us to see that this Christmas as we celebrate you. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.